The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to $20 Ticket, where we tell you how much we would pay to watch Kickboxer. My name is Kerwin, and joining me today is Jason. What up, Jason? Not much. How about you, Kerwin? I'm good, man. Uh, what are you drinking today? So ice cold Coors Light. All right. Also with us is Mugga. What up, Mugs? What up? What are you drinking? Uh, I got some wine. Anna, truly, because this is going to be a tough one. All right. And uh, joining us again is Darren. What up, Darren? What's up, Kerwin? Thanks for having me back, man. Of course, man. Uh, what are you drinking today? Truly, I am having a truly. All right. So uh, today we are talking about Kickboxer, released September 8th, 1989, produced by Kings Road Entertainment and distributed by the Cannon Group. Stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Alexio, Dennis Chan, Michelle Kesey, Katine Lee, uh, Rochelle Ashana, uh, Haskell Anderson, and uh, Richard Fu. Directed by Mark DeSalle, and it's written by Mark DeSalle and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, so before we get into behind the scenes, Mugga, hit us with the financials. There, there's a lot to this movie financially. Um, not much anything else, but we'll talk about it. Um, by the two websites that I looked up, which is By the Numbers and Box Office Mojo, it had this as making roughly domestic around $15 million, $14.6 to be exact. Um, which is really good of how much it costs to make the movie. However, if I actually just Google uh, box office for this movie, Kickboxer, it also says 50 million worldwide. And so I tried to do some digging. I'm not saying I'm correct on this, but there was things that I read that this had an actual different title called Karate Tiger 3. Yes, I'm saying that right, Karate Tiger 3. I don't know what two or one was, a um, little different. Um, and I'm wondering if that helped attribute to the sales of it. If you guys have anything on that, I don't know, but I think they use this title in European territories is what I read. Um, but I couldn't confirm that on the you, the two websites that I normally trust. So I'm just going to stick that it's around 15 million that this got because that'll get into other things when we get down there. Um, but again, the weekend that it came out, it was the only one that I'm looking at the top 20 that was debuting that weekend, but it didn't come in as number one. Uh, it made a little over 4 million the very first uh, weekend, uh, which placed it at number four. This is in 1989. There are some big time movies in theaters at the time. Like I'm just—I don't want you guys to guess because there's a lot. But um, just number 20 is Ghostbusters 2. Oh wow! Right? And then that's—we're just going to go up from there. 18, Dead Poet Society. Okay. Uh, 16, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh wow! Yeah. Now these are not opening weekends, but it gets even better. Number 14, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, Batman the Original with Michael Keaton. Oh, um, shit. You have Lethal Weapon 3. Turner and Hooch, you guys ever see that movie with Tom Hanks? Yes. I love that. Kickboxer was number four. Um, something called Shirley Valentine was number one. I'd have never heard of that movie, but you also have like When Harry Met Sally and The Nightmare on Elm Street 5. <laughs> so a lot of movies. These are all in the theater at, at the, the same time. time? None of them are wow. their first week. You know, none of them. They're just Kickboxer. Um, but it did have some success. I mean, four million at the time, 1989. If you look at all of Jean Claude Van Damme movies, now you got to be weird. Or how are you going to categorize this? Like, I'm even going to include Kung Fu Panda. Where do you guys think this ranks? Is it in the top 15, kickboxer-wise? Now, again, this is his second movie, what I'm guessing, right? Because he did Bloodsport, then immediately went into this, which we'll get into all that. But where do you think this ranks financially? Top, top 15 of what? Of all of his Van Damme movies. Oh, Jesus. It, I mean, he's made more than 15. Do you think it's in the top 15? I don't think so. It barely skips it. It goes right to number 16. Oh, right. Because it made, honestly, around $15 million, which is right underneath Universal Soldier. But you have movies like mm. The Expendables. We're crediting him with that. You have other stuff. Um, but then I went into a little more research on this. I had to do the whole series. Um, <laughs> 
This one was the most successful financially out of all of the... Now, I got four Kickboxers for this franchise. Do you guys have any more? I have four of them. I may be wrong on that. I have Kickboxer 2, The Road Back, uh, Kickboxer Vengeance, and then Kickboxer Retaliation, which is the recent one, I think, in 2018. Um, This one financially did far better than those three. If you combined those three, what I got as a domestic box office, they brought in a total of 1.4 million. Wow. Yeah. With with Kickboxer 2 making 1.2 million. The other ones didn't even make a million. So wow. I, I have, again, I'm going to be on record. I have never seen any of these ones. I don't know if you guys have, um, but uh, doesn't look like they were good. I know Jason could get into ratings. I don't know if he has those ones, but... Uh, Financially, this first one did very, very well. I, again, I wish I could go into more detail what it did worldwide. I did think it. there's some numbers that we're not accounting for. I want to say it's because it had a different title. But uh, if you just look at domestically what it did, it brought in $15 million And the cost to make this, which I'll get even into more on that, was about $1.5 million. So, So it, it made money. Um, uh, we'll get into whether or not it's a good film. But, but uh, yeah, those are the financials. All right, Jason, uh, tell us what the people thought of this movie. This is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, so for the ratings, uh, Rot- uh, Rotten Tomatoes has the critic score of a 40%, so 40% of critics liked it, giving an average rating of 4.83 out of 10. There's only 10 ratings, <laughs> uh, four are fresh and six are rotten. And then we look at the audience score, so 64% of the audience gave it a 3.5 or higher with an average rating of 3.64. So a little more forgiving here, 24% higher. Uh, There's 51,000 ratings from the audience, so um, a lot more people chimed in as opposed to the critics. And then IMDb gave it a 6.5 out of 10 uh, with over 48,000 reviews. I looked at the demos again, it's pretty straight across the board within a few percentage points. But then, like we were talking about earlier, so when I was looking this up, this is freaking tough. Because yeah. you start looking around Tomatoes, you go IMDb. I, I, I kind of stuck to Wikipedia because it lists them all out. But I found th- there's a, a lot of like knockoff kickboxer movies or like maybe like overseas versions. But what I could find from this franchise is there's five. So the first kickboxer, like I said, audience gave it, or sorry, the, the critics gave it a 40%, 40% and liked it. Looked up kickboxer two, 20%. Kickboxer 3, there's no score from critics. Not one critic. <laughs> audience gave it 25% of the audience uh, gave it 3.5 or higher. Kickboxer 4, again, no score uh, from uh, the critics. Audience, uh, 30% of them gave it 3.5 or higher. And then I looked up, now what I had was Kickboxer Vengeance was the newest one and the fifth one. And uh, critics gave it 41% and then the audience was 43. Um, there was one more though. So, is there, yeah, so I guess Kickboxer Retaliation is the sixth one. I don't understand how. I, yeah, and it and it has a 92% from the critics and a 70% from the audience. What year did that one come out? 2018. Okay, because I think when I looked up Vengeance, I could have swore it said 2016. But So this is, yeah, you're right. This is the newest one. Jeez. Yeah, like I'm actually surprised it did that well. It has, a, it has Mike Tyson, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and... Those are the only two names I recognize in that movie. But. Yeah, see, I didn't even see that one, but I'm telling you, like, you start Googling this and it's confusing it's, what's part of this franchise. Has and what's anyone not. ever heard of that movie? No. no. Okay, I'm just making sure it's not just no. me. All right. But yeah, that's what I got for the ratings. All right, Mugga, so uh, take us behind the scenes. Okay, so we, we had to do some digging. Um, I'm just going to start off with the actual script itself. There was another famous martial arts actor at the time that was interested in this. 
a guy by the name of Chuck Norris. He actually wanted to buy the rights to this movie so he could make it. However, this guy named Mahanan Golan, I think that's how you pronounce his name, am I right on that? Was affiliated with Canon Films, and he specifically would not give up the rights because he said this movie is made for Van Damme. So I thought that was interesting. So now you have a script, right? Uh, one thing I want to bring up, though, John claude Van Damme is also credited as a story by for this movie because he was in charge of doing the fight scenes, choreographed and everything and how it was going to go. Um, but other than that, uh, you have Mark DeSalle, who is the actual writing credits and directed by. He's actually in the movie, if you guys have seen his cameo. Do you know which one I'm talking about? At is the he like, very beginning, he's, he's like an announcer. Or something, he's the right? reporter that tries to get him to go. That's that's the actual director himself, which was kind of a cheesy. It's one of my trash scenes. It's like, how is this possible? And that's the director. But but, uh, but I think also David Worth is. There's credited. another guy that is yeah. also yeah. Now I, I mean, so there was two of them that is directed by yeah. yeah. But so. if it, I was looking at other reviews too, and a lot of people said, you know, this guy David Worth, he made some other movies, but a lot of them didn't do very well. Yeah. So they're saying this really fell on the shoulders of Mark DeSalle. So so you have what I have on writing credits, Mark DeSalle for the story and then also John claude Van Damme because of his involvement in the fight scenes. I also have a guy named Glenn, uh, Glenn Bruce who was in part of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. But getting into the cast now, this is interesting. So I've kind of already got into who the main character is. That's obviously Van Damme. Um, he has a brother. So his, I mean, my pronouncing his name, Dennis Alexio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you say it. So I know Jason, you have more on it. This guy actually is a world champion kickboxer. And I think he got the part because they wanted to show the authenticity of like this kind of fighting, Muay Thai, kickboxing, all that stuff. I know, Kerwin, you can probably chime in on the different type of styles. But uh, but yeah, this guy's like an actual legit world champion boxer. I think it's very well shown that he's not a great actor. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into all that. I don't know if you guys have anything to chime in on him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. We can spend a whole podcast talking about this guy. His life is very interesting. Um, so when you're talking about his, his uh, fighting record, I mean, he did all kinds of weight classes. He did something called a cruiser weight, which I never heard of that weight class. He did a heavyweight and then he did the light heavyweight. His record is pretty impressive. So over the course of, it looks like, over 70 fights, he had 68 wins, 63 by knockout. Wow. He said, I think when they said he was in the cruiserweight division, that he had 17 consecutive knockouts. So this guy, so he had 68 wins, 63 by knockout, one loss, one draw, two no contest. So he's like a real life Frank Dukes. Yeah, yeah it's insane. Like you go on Wikipedia. It's real. It's yeah, real. It's not fake. And you look this guy up, like you look at his fighting record, it's like KO, KO, TKO, KO. And it's like, oh my God, this guy, he's a, he's a beast, man. Another interesting fact about him is that according to uh, Inside Karate Magazine, he was a great athlete, both football and baseball and basketball, and that he supposedly was offered to play on the Dodgers, wow. but he declined. Wow. I, I, yeah, weird stuff. He uh, he played, they, they kept saying that he was an American football player, but he started to do karate while he was playing football because he helped, he thought that increasing his flexibility would help him on the field. So that's why he started karate was actually to help his football game. Hmm. That was interesting. Um, but outside of that stuff, um, more recently he was convicted of 28 counts of tax evasion and fraud. And he's currently serving a 15 year sentence in prison. Wow. So he evaded, he didn't pay his taxes and supposedly, uh, it even implicated his wife too. But he started, he fled, and then they caught up with him. And I think it was as recent as 2016 that he was sentenced to, he was actually convicted. Uh, I think there was 36 counts on the table. He got convicted of 28. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's in prison right now. But that's a little bit about his life. Jeez. 
Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, the uh, the guy that's training Van Dam, uh, Dennis Chan. I th- how do you say his name in the movie? Zhang Chao. Uh, Zhang Chao. Zhang Chao. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think he's in the other kickboxers again. I haven't seen that. Do you guys know about that? I think he's, he's in, in the other one. He's right? in two. I know he's I know he's two? in number two. Okay. Yeah. I, I love him. I think he's a great actor in this. I love his like comedic role and all that stuff. Um, not too much I could get on that though. But uh, getting into the villain, this is what I really want to talk about. So this is Michelle Kise, right? That's how you say his name. He is in Bloodsport, which we talked about, but it's very hard to recognize who he is, right? So, oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's the guy that gets his leg busted by Chong Lee in Bloodsport. In Bloodsport, correct? Yeah. Is that the one the guy? Yeah. That so, is, yeah, the guy. So from he Brazil. is definitely not Thai. And in this movie, I think Jason, you and I talked about that. They he was working on the movie because he is friends with Van Damme, and they needed a villain, and so that's how he actually got the part. Well, he was a. They, they say he's a technical advisor, and he worked with Van Damme to do the choreography. And, and he was a personal trainer for Van Damme, especially on this movie, right? Yeah. So he overheard from the production crew that they were supposedly looking for like a tall, kind of Oriental um, resembling person. And with a, but they also wanted him to be a legit fighter. They wanted him to have a background in Muay Thai. Which I have to give this movie credit. The fighting is pretty legit. I mean, that you see contact. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. Am I? I don't know. It's, it's no. tough, man. I, I like tough. some of the fight. I, I think I, I don't know. I, I like it. But okay, go ahead. It's no blood sport. It's uh, not blood sport. Well, nothing blood sport. So he heard that, and I guess he actually just volunteered to play Tong Po. So that's pretty cool. I got the role. Well, okay. So getting into though, they wanted someone Thai, right? And mm-hmm. and he does not. So they had to do a lot of makeup on him to see the look that you do, which I think they did a great job because he looks nothing like he is in person or whatnot. Um, come to find out, him and Van Dam are like friends from like childhoods. They trained at like gyms together, and I believe they moved out to Hollywood together to get into like the movie business and all. All this stuff from where well i know van damme's from belgium right i don't know think i don't think he is but i think nah, they is van damme's from belgium yeah right? but so, is kise from belgium yeah he's he's a belgian moroccan oh, okay. or moroccan belgian but i believe they're both from belgium okay. so kise moved to brussels i think is where van damme the muscle from brussels oh, so, okay. like he moved there when he was two years old then that's how they met um getting into one of my favorite characters i love winston taylor he's played by uh, haskell anderson the third um, didn't really have too much on him. I couldn't really get it, but I just wanted to give him credit. Uh, Rochelle Ashana, is that how you say her name? Yeah, um, she plays my lead. Kind of irrelevant in a sense. I, I, don't, I could care less. Uh, I want to get into uh, Freddie Lee's character, though, okay? I, this guy, he ha- he's in the movie. I think he's one of the main villains of, like, like the, not the Tong Pole, but how, how would you describe him? He's like a it's crime like the leader boss. of the, yeah. He's a crime boss. He, he is like voiced over this entire movie and that's not his voice. He's voiced over by a guy named Chris Cummings, which is like, okay, who's this guy? <laughs> this guy is credited for doing voices for Winnie the Pooh, Tasmanian Devil, and Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I had to bring oh, that up, shit. dude. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So but, his uh, only martial arts credit? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got out of it. But uh, other than that, you have a bunch of people and they all kind of play like like this 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 fighter and all that stuff. But those that's the actual main uh, cast and crew. If you guys got anything else to add? I mean, I just want to go back to Kisei for a second. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you were talking about, they both came over here together and they had that dream of being you know in Hollywood. So I didn't know this because I don't really know much about him, but it was interesting to see that um, in 84, they actually did their, their both extras in a movie called Breakin. It looks like a breakdancing movie. Yeah. Have you seen break, it? Yeah, Breakin, yeah. It looked, I watched a very small clip of it. It looked vaguely familiar, but I, I couldn't remember it. But yeah, so they're both extras in that. And then, he, like we said, he's in Bloodsport. He's in Kickboxer. I believe he's in Kickboxer 2 as yeah. well. Yeah. And then, he doesn't really fight, right? He just uses a gun. 
Is what you guys had no, said earlier. No, he's, he's Tong oh, Po. He, he's yeah, Tong Po. Same yeah, character. Same character. Oh, okay. And then uh, they were also in 1990. They they made Lionheart together too. Oh, I love so, um, so yeah. No, I mean these guys have been together doing stuff. I mean, obviously Van Damme had a better career, but yeah, they've been they did a lot of stuff together. Going back, and I forgot to bring this up for Tong Po. At the end of the movie, it says who he's played, and it just says himself, which I thought was weird. But I think you guys had brought up that they want to do that to show that hey, it's from Thailand, and isn't that, as opposed to just not. So I, I thought that was weird because it says Tom Pole played by himself. Kise is he not credited in the film? Like what he's saying is like when you look at the credits, it says Tong Po himself. Himself, right? Yeah. So is the guy that actually played Tong Po is he not credited? If it's yeah, if it's he's current? not he's not officially credited. Yeah. yeah. I think what it is what you're looking up, Kerwin, is that they said that they they didn't want to give off that he wasn't from Thailand. Like yeah. they wanted to make it believable that he's actually Thai. Yeah. So they put all the makeup on him. They they felt like they put his actual name and credit him with it. People would be like, oh, well, he's not Thai. Like, why are they using this guy? They did a great job with the makeup because until we watched this, we started talking about. It, I had no idea it was the I, same I was dude sold. from Bloodsport. And and you also hate him at the very beginning, which he doesn't have a line until I think the very last fight, right? Like even before like he rapes the girl, right? Which I don't want to even get into that. But like I think he only has one line, and that's the very end fight, correct? Yeah, and that's crazy. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you guys got anything else to add, but I want to get into, they actually shot this all in Thailand. They had 50 days, but a very low budget of 1.5 million. Um, one of my treasures is they actually shot with the backdrop of the temples, that that's not a green screen. Obviously we know all that stuff back then, but uh, they shot that and I, I cannot pronounce the actual name if anyone wants to help me out. Um, but I think, isn't that actual temple that's in Thailand, isn't that in other movies? I want to say it's in Mortal Kombat. I could be wrong. It, it could be. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But um, but no, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing is in the streets of Bangkok and all that stuff. We have that, we have that opening montage of just whatever they're doing, you know. But uh, but other than that, they were only in Thailand for actually 50 days, um, and with a budget of 1.5 million. And I think that's why, if you see the movie Bloodsport, this is coming out a year later because I don't think it took that long to actually make. So, but that's kind of a lot that I have. We're not even a lot of this movie. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add. Yeah, so I mean, we said this about a hundred times already, but it was tough to find info yeah. on this movie. But um, just about like the soundtrack, um, Stan Bush uh, did a few, like three of the songs on the soundtrack. Stan Bush also did songs for Bloodsport as oh, well, yeah. and then the score was composed by the same person, Paul Herzog. So um, kind of feel the similarities in the in the score when you're watching the movie. It just feels like a shittier version of it. Um, and then this is one thing that I thought was is weird. So the original full uncut version of Kickboxer has never been available on any format. Really? Never. So the most, this is the weird thing, the most complete version of this film was released was the R, so the rated R18 plus Australian New Zealand VHS video release by Palace Entertainment and the movie group. So this VHS is the most accurate, full, uncut version, but it still isn't even that. So anytime we see a, a, a DVD or a Blu-ray or whatever we see, any kind of copies of this, it is really edited down. Wow. So we don't see some of the fights, we miss some of the dialogue. And then on top of that, the version that contained all of the original voice dubs, part of it got damaged in, in transport. <laughs> so like it's just like, <laughs> It's crazy. Like you can't even find the the real version of this movie anywhere. So so it's like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not gonna find the original cut anywhere. I mean, it'd be really tough. Damn. This sounds like it's even more tough. But um, yeah, that's all I really had on this too. 
let's move on to our experience. Jason, what is your experience with Kickboxer? So I, again, I, I watched this a few days ago, but I was trying to remember if I ever saw this in its entirety ever, and I don't know if I ever have. We did Bloodsport earlier, and that I didn't have to watch again. I had seen that enough times, I could remember the movie. This one, I'm like, I was looking at different scenes, like I remember the scene of like uh, Tong Po when uh, Van Damme's trying to get ice for his brother, and he like kind of sneaks into like where Tong Po is, and you see like this like kind of silhouette of a shadow, and you see the red uh, like cape or uh, robe. You see the ponytail. Yeah, and you see the ponytail, and it's like right. I know this scene, right? And I remember the very end with the glass. That's about all I remember. And oh, and the splits where they're they're, they're he's doing the splits with the with the rope. I remember that scene Can I too. Ask one question. Though? Yeah, everyone remembers the 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 glass scene, right? Or whether. Is it really because we watched it, or I watched Hot Shots Part Dukes a bunch of times, and they totally make fun of it by? You, you ever, you know Did you just call it Hot Shot, Shot Part Dukes? That's what it's called. It's not Part Do. Um, is it? It's Part Do. Oh shit! I was even thinking of Frank Dukes. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But he dumps his hand in like caramel and then like gummy bears. And, like, That's where it comes from. Yeah, no, it's like a big, I remember the yeah. glass specifically with the noise <laughs> and Michelle Kise's character. Yeah, but I mean. Definitely. So like it, this might have been my first time watching the whole movie beginning oh, to to end. So that's how I am. So I mean, I just you know. Well, my my question on that Jay is if you've seen the glass scene, that's towards the end. So did you skip or I, maybe it was on TV? On scene, maybe or? it was on TV and I was like, oh, I'll watch this, and it was towards the end. I just finished it. Gotcha. I don't know, I, or I was doing something else. But yeah, I really did not remember the movie. Um, probably because I try to erase it from my memory. That's the only thing I can think of because it's awful. But yeah, that's my experience. <laughs> Okay. Uh, my experience, uh, I had seen this movie like in college. I think it was like maybe the first time I'd seen it. Uh, I, I saw it with Richard Dorado, but we didn't see the whole thing. Like we just happened to like be flipping through like HBO or stars or whatever. And uh, it just happened to be the last fight. And that was it. So I had never seen the entirety of this movie up until college. And then I think that might have been the only time I'd seen it. Yeah. And then that was it. And then for this podcast, um, I watched it yesterday. I watched it yesterday morning. And we'll get into that in Trash and Treasure. But uh, that's it for my experience. Darren, what's your experience? All right. My experience is similar to Jason's. Um, I don't remember for certain whether I've seen this movie when it first came out, if I've seen parts of it. But like Jason, I do remember specific scenes, the glass scene, definitely. Um, the rope scene, which if I hadn't seen it, I may be confused with uh, Bloodsport. Um, there are many parallels, so um, I, I don't really, I can't say for certain when or if I've ever seen the whole thing. Um, I saw it fully today, uh, knowing for the podcast. But yeah, my, my experience with this is not a good one. I was bored from the opening scene. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll definitely get into that moving forward, but not, not much of an experience for sure. All right. Mugga, what about you? So I, I fall in the same category as Jason. I, I, I had seen scenes or had thought about it, but uh, I, I don't think I've ever watched this movie start to finish until it was about a week ago. And uh, it, was, it was something else. So I, I literally can say that I think my first experience is about a week ago. And uh, yeah, we'll get into trash and treasure on how I felt about it. But uh it's very cringeworthy to watch this in now 2020. <laughs> Let's move on to Trash and Treasure. Jason, tell us your Trash and Treasure with Kickboxer. So I'm not going to lie. I have a lot of trash. Yeah. But I'll try to move through it quickly for you guys. So the dialogue in the beginning, horrifyingly bad. I actually typed that out because it's Everybody not good. Everybody loves a winner. Yeah, I, I, 
I can't do it. I just can't. The boat ride. I know we were talking about it before this. Uh, it's interesting. Um, taking pictures of stuff probably shouldn't be taking pictures of. And Can you be more specific? I mean, there's, you know, naked boys playing on the side of this canal and they're in, him and his brother in his boat and they're real close in the boat. And like all of a sudden, you know, John Clutch has his camera and they're taking pictures. That's the worst part. He takes a photo of it. Of these naked like, boys. And I'm like, shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> try getting those developed. They might, the <laughs> you might be having some cops waiting for it. I don't know. Um, is it weird that John Claude is more ripped than his brother and like his brother's like this badass fighter? I mean, different, I mean, if you're boxer. training, if you're training for different weight classes, you're going to look different. That's maybe. true. Yeah. And he did do a lot of different weight classes. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and he's an actor and he's, and he's an actor. Yeah. Um, kickboxing at a random park. Weird. Like they drove separately. They brought gear. <laughs> like if you look in the background, they have like an audience just watching them. And yeah. I'm wondering if that's just people in Thailand. Oh my God, they're filming a movie or is, I don't know what they did there, but there's like a whole like montage. I, I of had people. the same feeling. I saw the same thing. Yeah. I was like, what is going on right now? Are they extras or are those real people? Yeah. All, all of the dubbing of the voices. It's just, it's so apparent. It's, I don't know. It's cringeworthy. Um, do you like the way that Tong Po broke his back, broke um, Van Damme's brother's back? I mean, that's a question you guys curve because I don't know how you would break someone's back by just an elbow to it. I mean, unless you really, I don't know. They call it like a six to 12 elbow because you your arms straight up. And I don't know, but I was hearing that it's not allowed in the UFC. Like Joe Rogan, I guess, talks about it a lot. I kept hearing that. I don't know if you guys heard anything about it. I don't know. Okay, I just just didn't like it. Um, What was the defense move that uh, Zian, Zian, the the trainer, how do you say his name again? Zian. Zian. The first initial move he does. Oh, when he jumps up in the air. Oh, the Matrix. And it's these quick cuts, and it's like, what am I watching right now? (laughs) I was a little nervous that it was going to be a little like more... Not sci-fi-ish, but maybe mystical or something. I was like, what are these like magician-like kind moves he's doing? Kill Bill. Dude, like, it's, yeah. it's so funny because he jumps, and then it's a quick cut to just fist, elbow, elbow, foot, foot, and then it just cuts back to him landing. Yeah. And you're like, we know you didn't jump that high. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, what is this going to turn into? So I was glad it didn't turn anything like that, um, but yeah, I didn't like that part. It takes us 35 minutes into the movie before we see Van Damme fight, which I think it takes a long time. I feel like there's not a I whole lot. I think it's lot. more. Is it really 35 you Well, it? that's the fight that he has at the grocery store. Oh. Yeah. So, so I mean. I don't even count that. <laughs> yeah. See, I was like, I was trying. I was yeah. like, I guess that's technically the first fight scene. Um, well, no, because his brother. I meant with Van Damme. Sorry. Oh, with Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. The random scene in the hospital after the coconut. Oh, yeah. With his, with his bro, like, grabbing the nurse's butt. There's no point of that scene because Van Damme's not even in. They just cut to the hospital and they just show an update of him. Is it pinching or slapping the girl's I think ass? he, like, grabs he her He straight ass. up gropes yeah. her. Yeah. And it's just like, and then it cuts back to the training. It's just like, there was no point of having that in there. No at point. At like, at how long yeah. is that scene? Yeah. 15 seconds? It's like. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. He just, like, does it and back to fighting. Yeah, it was. I, I was like, I don't know. Now I understand this. I almost turned it off right there. But I was like, oh, stick with it um the dancing i just wrote holy fuck <laughs> i just i couldn't man i'm like what are we Girls doing right now? right now and i think i saw a clip of where uh van damme went on conan one time and he actually did the dance yeah, again awful. yeah oh um i don't like it's like the same kick when they're doing the kicks to the side van damme's kicking that guy to the side See, it's just in, like blood sport it's a ripoff of a blood sport fight right yeah. yeah yeah and then there was a clip of another movie where he does it again and i don't know if it's another if it's lineheart i don't know what movie it is but um i think the brother's an asshole i, I just dennis alexio i just i think he's an asshole in the movie 
this is more of a question than a trash. Did they ever show the niece get Zian's niece get kidnapped? No, they just brought her into the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. They just—it's a scene in the warehouse, and they just drag her in. Isn't but it? yeah, but they never see like you never see them abduct her or like. It wasn't when they went after the brother in the wheelchair at the time, wasn't it? Then no, the rape happened first, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. she they, she brought it up of like, hey, I didn't want to tell him. Oh, because when yeah. when they're going after the brother, she runs up to tell Taylor, oh. Tongpo rape me. Yeah. And then they go off in the van, right? Yeah. Okay. But they never show her get abducted. It's just like we I just cut to the scene. That, and then it's like we make a big deal when the brother gets taken. Like, and then it's like this huge thing. And it's like, this girl got abducted and raped. And it's like now I know she doesn't talk about it. She doesn't want to tell Van Damme. I understand all that. But it's like I just feel like it's so glossed over compared to the amount of attention they spend with the brother getting kidnapped. It's just I don't know why it just really stuck out to me. Time period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they want to fight in the ancient way of fighting with a broken glass. I just feel like it's weird that the bottles that are in there, it's like a Perrier bottle. Like, that's not like the same kind of glass they use in the ancient days. It's not a Coors Light empty bottle and a Sprite bottle. Like, it's, they've had other kind of glass. I just thought, it was like, you're breaking up bottles. Like, where's this ancient way glass? So I was like, oh, hmm, feels kind of cheesy. They really got Perrier? They got that bougie-ass... That's what it looked like. Green, it's it's green. a green... It looks green. just like... I was like, it's not a beer. I think it's a Perrier bottle. I'm like, what are we doing? Ancient ways my ass. That's how you know ass. it's bad when that's what kind of detail you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I was hyper-focused on some of this shit, man. The way Winston Taylor enters with the gun and the... Di- I just thought it was the cheesiest thing when they go to get I the brother. I liked it, man. I, I just... It reminded me of Rocky IV, the Russian. It's, walking in with the backlight, just like... And what does he say right afterwards? Do you want me to tell you I wrote the exact Ready to down. protect. Oh, no. He okay. he says a specific quote. What did he say? Can I save it for my treasure or you want it now since we're talking about it? Say it right now. Yeah. Right now. Sorry. Traffic was a mess. There's a big fight in town. <laughs> <laughs> That's so quintessential 80s. Like I wrote perfect. I wrote dialogue is so cheesy, but I didn't write down. So I, I'm glad I you wrote to, it down. Dude, yeah. It was perfect. I just the third round with the gloves and cutting them off. I don't know. I, I didn't like that part. When Tong Po says Miley is a good fuck or something like that, that line... I was like the only line he has, right? Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, what are we doing, guys? That was his one line. Yeah. Wow. He's like Miley, good fuck, and it's just like, can we say anything else? Or I don't know, just something else, more words. I don't know. Maybe it's like I am Groot, and that's all he knows how to say. <laughs> you didn't like the way he walked in with the gun? No, I thought oh, it was the, I liked it, dude. The, the the score, the music in the background, just like, what am I watching? Oh my god. Jeez. Um, and then. All of a sudden, like, this is my last trash, uh, yeah, my last trash. Um, right when the gloves are moved off Van Damme, like, Tung Po forgets how to fight. Arms are at his side, <laughs> like, he just forgets how to fight. Like, he has glass on his hand. Like, John Claude, now he's disarmed, he has no glass on his hands, but literally his arms are by his side. And he's just getting punched and kicked and all this stuff, and I'm like, what just happened? Like, how did you forget? Well, I want to know why he decided to cut them. What can you do with those cut off that you can't do with them on? I think what it is is to just show how pure of heart, yeah. yeah, like how pure of heart our protagonist is, okay. is that he doesn't need to fight quote unquote dirty. Like st- I get when you have boxing gloves on, like oh take them off, let's go. Like, but it's just like why take them off? Like you could do exactly what you're doing if you have them on. I, I mean, yeah, in I, my opinion, I don't yeah. Know. When I wrote that as a trash, I just wrote like taking off the gloves. I was like, it's too much to even dive into because I do not understand why he did you're that on either. Treasure, treasure now. You gotta go with physique, right? 
Well, yeah, his physique's good. <laughs> I think it's better than... Uh, yeah, Bloodsport is better. You think Bloodsport's better? I think he's better in Bloodsport. I think he's more I think I think the physique's better in this movie. I he's agree. thicker. He's bigger. No, I think he's more cut. He's more defined. No, I yeah. disagree. There's, there's, a, there's a close-up where he's flexing his bicep. Let's yeah. do a, Let's do a poll on, on $20 ticket. It's already, it's already 75% to 25%, bro. Yeah, I no think need. it... Um, uh, Jason so, got all stumbled on physique. I know, yeah. I'm you know, thinking about his physique, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was funny that, like, so the brother gets in the fight and, like, he's out and they just, like, put him on the stretcher and take him out to the street and they just kind of leave his ass there. And it's like John Clausek like, looking around panicking. It's just, I was just laughing. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, just like literally beats his yeah, ass and they just dump him out. I'm like, wait, just- <laughs> this is your treasure? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I was wow. like, didn't expect that. Wow. Um, when, when John Claude's crying, like in the hospital, I have oh, no idea what he yeah. says. I was laughing again. Oh. <laughs> I, had a, I had a stretch for this stuff, man. You know, um, he says, I want Tung Po. So he says it, but like the way he says it is so bad, right? I wasn't going to go back. <laughs> so he says something like that, dude, right? Did I do a good job? Yeah, you did pretty good. But I'm not going back to re-listen to it. I, mean, I don't know what he said. We got to keep this train moving, man. We got to get through this. The trainer, I thought, the trainer and Winston, I thought those are my two favorite yeah. characters. They brought enough levity to it. It wasn't over the top except for that one gun scene. But like, I thought they did a good job. I, I really liked their characters in this. I thought it was funny that we, of course, see the splits again. Just, I, I don't know. Kicking that tree, that was insane, man. I'm hoping it's real. Does anyone know? I, I'm, I'm hoping it's real. I Because I, that was pretty impressive. It's not. You're talking about JCVD when yeah. he's training yeah. on the tree. When it topples over, you can see that it's just a shell of a tree. Damn. There's no inner. It's not like all the, the yeah. fragments of the tree. It's just a shell. So now okay. it goes in my yeah. trash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you look at his leg, though. It's like destroyed. And I'm just like, I mean, when they show Tong Po kicking that, like, cinder block beam. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that, but kicking that tree, it looked painful as hell, man. Um, the end fight song was cool, but it was very similar to Bloodsport, but I did like it. And uh, I want to add that song to the workout playlist. That's about all I have for my treasure. There you go. I love that song too. Yeah. So let me get into my trash and treasure. So uh, my treasure is uh, Never Surrender by Stan Bush. There you go. Now let me get into my trash. <laughs> 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 so... Can somebody get the cameraman a tripod at the beginning of this movie? Because, yo, dude, I was having, like, vertigo the entire time. Like, I, I was getting motion sickness. I could not follow what the hell was going on at the beginning of this movie. Even the opening titles are shaky when you watch them. Hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. Uh, like you said, Jason, just uh, kind of the way women are just written in this movie. It's just, like, they're objects to be just, like, boned and groped. And one of our important side characters, secondary characters, gets raped and it's just glossed over. It's completely glossed over. Like you said, we spend more time worried about Eric than Miley. And like, this dude just got kidnapped. He can still fight all this other stuff, but it's just like, this girl got kidnapped and raped and we don't ever talk about that. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous. You know, like you said, the big brother's a total douche. Like, he's just like, give me some ice. Complaining about Jean-Claude's uh, fighting style. You know, he's not taking his for his uh, he's not taking his foreign opponent seriously and he's, you know, snatching the flowers from his brother to give to some like random chick on the street. Like, um and then I don't know, he's he's just an asshole. Yeah. Take a shot every time he says, Where's the ice? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> and also for a guy that says, you know, right before the fight, he's like, Oh, it's all about the legs and he moves real quick. He does a really terrible job of moving around the ring against Tong Po. Oh, yeah. Like he does not move. He gets cornered so many times, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awful. And speaking of which, Jay, to your point, like the fight choreography in this movie is awful 
Like it's literally people standing around getting kicked over and over and over. Like at least in Bloodsport, as stilted as it was, like you still saw like cool techniques and people going at it. In this movie, like there's so few fights. Like there's zero fights in this movie. There's not a lot of fighting. There's like maybe what, four fights probably. So you got Eric versus uh, the dude at the beginning. You got Tong Po versus Eric. You got Kurt versus Tong Po. And then I think Tong Po fights one other guy before. Oh, no. And then Van Dam fights well, Van one Dam, of the champions. Yeah. yeah. Van Dam fights another. So there's yeah. like four, five fights. The bar, the bar yeah. fight. I don't even count that as a fight. I'm talking like in That's the That's a ring. dance scene more yeah. than a fight scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. I agree. That's a cool music video. Yeah. So, but you don't. Okay. So when, when, when you're seeing the kickboxing or the Muay Thai going on, when they're actually doing those knees when they have them grappling, you don't. You guys didn't like that? I thought that was actually cool. I don't know I why. think just the choreography. I think the opening fight had really cool moves. Like with his, the, with the, his brother. Not, not, nothing with Tong Po. It's his brother yeah, being his the one guy. brother versus the first dude. Like right. I was like, okay, like these are real fighters. Like the moves so he's doing. So when Tong Po has him by the neck and he just kneeing him and just do I thought that was cool. I, I liked it. Everything just felt like this has to be in the movie. We got to show him getting yeah. beat up and the choreography is just awful. Like I, I don't like the choreography in this, yeah. this movie at all. Um, and then I want to talk about like Taylor, um, Winston Taylor. Same thing we talked about in the last movie with, uh, what was homeboy's name? Um, in Bloodsport. Oh, I can't even remember his God, fucking name. I don't even know now. That's how, that's how memorable it was, I guess. <laughs> but um, just just meeting another, randomly meeting another American in a foreign country and becoming buddies. What, are you talking about Ray Jackson? Yes. Oh, Ray Jackson. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the guy that's supposed to show them around Hong Kong. No, 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 no not okay, that Ray guy. Jackson. Yeah, so yeah. Ray Jackson, yeah. So similar to Ray Jackson in Bloodsport, in this movie we got Winston Taylor. He meets him how? He literally falls in his lap in Thailand. And then out of nowhere, um, now now they're part Best of friends. the same clique and yeah. shit. Wasn't he driving the tuk tuk, or he was just no? He was driving a he's driving a van. He's driving a van because they met when he got thrown into the audience, right? Yeah, like Tom Poe. Oh, he landed on him. That's right. He landed in his lap. He said, "Bro, there's two more fights." (laughs) Yeah, and so like uh, Jean Claude Van Damme is out in the street, like, "Oh my God, get us to a hospital! My brother's hurt! Oh my God!" And then like Taylor runs out, and in his van, he's just like, "Oh, this looks bad." And I'm just like, "You were just at the fight. (laughs) You just saw what happened." (laughs) And then. You know, he takes him to the hospital. Like we said, like, does he even know Taylor? Like, why does Taylor even stick around? Because Jean-Claude Van Damme is treating this guy like total shit. Yeah. Screaming yeah. at him, yelling at him. And I'm like, this is some random stranger who had no obligation to you. And he's taking your brother to the fucking hospital. Like, show a little fucking respect and gratitude. Why couldn't we just make Taylor their manager? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Just, just solve it right there. Yeah. Make him their manager. Relevant the- to the connection between them yeah, right, just yeah. just make him their manager like he has the the charisma the you know the attitude of what you would find in like a stereotypical movie manager why not just make him that and then um you know when he's begging him like oh i want talk po i want talk po taylor says oh, i don't want your blood on my hands i've got enough already we don't even know he's been to vietnam yet at that yeah. point and then like where the hell is this coming from we just met you five minutes ago and then like jean-claude vedem is treating him like he's a major cast member and then like he picks him up later in the middle of the street and he's just like let's go drinking at the pink pussy and he's like maybe we should go somewhere mellow strip club yeah it's just like they can't they can't get a beat on this character like how to how to keep him and we find out he's an arms smuggler he's in vietnam just they're just heaping on all this like arbitrary like random ass like exposition on this dude and speaking of which you know with uh kurt running around thailand and shit it's just like bro your brother's paralyzed you got to think about finances assets your brother is a world famous martial artist the media might have heard or saw what happened like 
you can't just go around walking in the street. Like you have bigger things to worry about. And he barely visits him in the hospital. I feel like too. never. Yeah. Yeah. And and what was it? Three months? Like his his brother had to be in the hospital for three months. So you're just walking around Thailand for three months, training for three months. Not to, I mean, both your parents are dead, but surely you have friends, other yeah. family that might be concerned. Like people in the U.S. might say like, "Hey, where's the where's the guy that just won the belt three months ago? We kind of need him to yeah. to fight soon." Like that that would be a thing. Are the Olympics coming up? Like, what's the deal? Um, and Kurt going to that village to meet Miley, right? So he's talking to her, and uh, how does he know where to go? No, because uh, uh, he says Zan, down the path. Yeah, he says just go, does he? go follow up, that path. Yeah, go up to the path right, and right. walk straight, and you'll be at the village or right. whatever. Yeah. So he goes to the village, meets Miley at the store, whatever, gets the groceries, and then they have this conversation about uh, what was it with Freddie Lee's men or whatever, and yeah. how they got to pay up for protection and all that bullshit. And then Miley says, "My store is all I have." And then Kurt proceeds to fuck it up completely by fighting those two dudes. And then he's just like, why are you so mad? I saved you. And she's just like, you ruined my fucking store and you just fucked up the two guys that are gonna call more guys to ruin this village. Like, And I'm just like, yo, have some self-awareness. Like, You have a brother that's paralyzed and now you get involved in some gang activity. Are you stupid? I, I was just kind of like, like, what the fuck is up with this dude? He's the dumbest ass character I've ever seen. Jason's has to say that's his first actual combat in the movie other than the sparring session in the park. Like, It's almost like you had to find... I guess something to put him in. Yeah. But then he's just like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, not that. Like, don't (laughs) fuck up my store. The one thing I don't need you to do is fight these two guys that are part of a gang that I owe money to. You're you're in in an area you've never been, (laughs) and you're in a village you don't know anything about. And it's like, you know how stuff runs down here? It's like, don't come in here and just, you know, try to be this badass and like save her. Like, no, just kind of witness, maybe ask questions, but don't fuck up her store. Don't intrude on what's going on. She's okay with it. Just let them do their thing and then maybe inquire after. Don't, I don't know. I, I hated that just, scene. Just get the rice, get the honey that, yeah. you know. Like you're honestly out. pissed off that he did what he did. And yeah. he's, the, he's the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so, I'm angry. Um, Poor writing. Uh, I think, and you know, talking about how this was the first time we saw him fight, the training is the worst training montage or collection of training scenes I've ever seen in a, in a fighting film. Like, two quick montages would have done it a montage leading up to the tree kick and a montage after the tree kick because he finally finds his resolve with the tree kick right and then after that now we take it forward to the next level you always have you always have a i don't know if he's worth it montage and then you have a he is worth it montage two of those rocky four one minute each one minute each is all you need but instead we spend like a third of the movie watching the slowest, most repetitive, most, like, yo, last movie we talked about Jean-Claude Van Damme can do the splits. This time it's like, bro, we get it. You can do a fucking spin kick. Like, we get it. If I wanted to see that, I'd just do it in Street Fighter over and over. Like, yeah. we, we fucking get it. And he literally does it over and over and over. It's- oh, when, uh, when Jan is just standing right there and he's just like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> and it's just... It's just so. What does that boring. noise represent? That's the spin kick. This gotcha. Is, yeah, okay. people people can't see, but I'm doing like the spin. <laughs> Whenever I go, ah, that's a spin kick. I got to do it 50 more times to equal the amount of times he does it in the movie. But I mean, for the most part, it's it's a bunch of general shit. But um, what's up with introducing a boss on top of Freddie Lee? Was that even necessary? At the very very end, right? Why why does he need a bet on this? Does he not believe in Tong Po? Like. You know, give me some motivation for him wanting to bet one million. Also, like, you don't have one million laying around. Like, I thought you were the like I thought you were high up at some point, yeah. and now we find out that he's 
subservient to some other crime lord and you just undermine the villain entirely. Like, I can't take him seriously anymore. And then uh, my last thing is like uh, when Winston Taylor like walks in, well, I, I do have one more after this, but like when Winston Taylor walks in with a gun, right? And he's shooting shit off and you don't know it's him supposedly. And then you see him walk in after he shoots the people. I fully expected him to say rock, paper, Grenade scissors. Launches. Grenade launcher. <laughs> I thought he was. Darren, that's from Triple X. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then last thing, last thing with Winston Taylor. Um, he says to Kurt, you think I would have let them take your brother if I was there? Because Kurt blames him for oh, them yeah. taking Eric. And and then Kurt says, well, you've done it before. And I'm like, when? When did he do it before? Y'all known each other? So Van Damme's kind of a dick to right? I mean... Well, just writing-wise, yeah. when did he let him do it before? Because yeah. I'm like, you're saying this to the guy that got your brother to a hospital. When did he let your brother slip through the cracks before? He's, he saved both your asses. But th they do have that conversation, which is really weird, in the bar, too, where he talks about why he helped John claude Van Damme out. Like, he, it was something about his brother, and he could have done something, but he didn't. That's the oh. only parallel. That's the only connection I can draw. Okay, is that's what he's talking about. It's okay, like that, that might one brief story. It's like a couple sentences, but that's what he's alluding. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's maybe he's referring to his own thing. That's the only I can think of. But if so, that's a real dick move. That's oh a my huge god! Dick yeah, move. it's yeah. like, dude, this guy's helped you, man. Relax. Yeah, Kurt. Kurt's a piece of shit. So yeah, that's my trash and treasure. Uh, Darren, what's yours? I've been looking at my notes, and it just like the movie is a mess. I can't make sense of any of this, um, but I'm going to try. I'm going to actually go with my trash first. The plot, the storyline, it's predictable. It's predictable. Very. It's predictable. <laughs> when he man. goes to the store to get groceries, you already know, like, hey, he's going to piss her off, but he'll end up falling in love. Let's just chalk it up, right? I mean, when, when so he's at the opening fight scene of his brother. You're like, okay, something bad's going to happen to this guy. Yeah. I don't remember it, so... Something's going to happen. He's going to chase the antagonist down. There's going to be a big end fight scene. Hoop-de-doo, we're done. That's the beginning. The, the script, it's novice. It's laughable. It's clumsy. It's all over the place. Sounds are dubbed over, which was, I didn't think it was. It sounded like it was. But then Jason said the brother's voice was dubbed the whole movie. Yeah. So I was spot on about that. Yeah. It is just very, you know poorly made the the script the parallels from Bloodsport it's as if the guy that wrote this movie watched Bloodsport and then just changed the names of all the characters oh you mean Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> <laughs> he was a writer on this wasn't he he's like oh I know something that was successful let's use that anyways uh, the parallelisms the the same damn outfit like exactly the same outfit the the baggy pants the dress button-up shirt that's super baggy and rolled up sleeves Horrible that gets sweaty and then dries off and then gets sweaty just from him like turning around. <laughs> like, come on, dude. With that, you know, with that kind of continuity, uh, that's kind of my editing trash is there's no continuity throughout this thing, man. The choreography and the fight scenes, the editing is all over the place, man. It's fight, punch, kick, fight, punch, kick. And then bird, girl. There's just no continuity anywhere, man. It's horrible. Do you say bird? Yeah, just that's what I'm saying. <laughs> See? Exactly. Just like the movie. It just all of a sudden there's something. Did you you, know? you notice at the very end fight, right? When he's like roundhouse kicking um what's his name? Tong Po. Tong Po, yeah. They're just playing the reverse of the kick back and forth. Right. Yeah. It's like reverse forward, reverse yeah. forward. It's like er, <laughs> no. er, 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 er. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I Yeah. It was Van Damme's first like chant i mean he choreographed those and edited whatever it was but i wrote on here this is a trash but the 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 bar dance scene come on 
That, that's a classic movie clip. He had, what, like nine or ten shots, and then all of a sudden he has to fight ten guys, and he kicks all their asses? Like, come on. But they're all, like, predictable, like, ass kickings. Like, the guy goes up and stands there with the table. Okay, kick the table. Boom. Oh, I fall into lake. Boom. Okay. Like, so stupid, man. Real quick, though, like, you said how he's, like, nine or ten shots in or whatever. Why does he ask what he's drinking nine or ten shots in? Right. He's, yeah, and that too. I didn't even make note of that. Why? Like, why are you going to drink something in a foreign land nine or ten times and then do what you do, you know? Oh, what was that all about? Oh, I told them you didn't like their mom or their mom's a horrible whatever, you know? Come on. He's like training during this time too. It's like, it And he's supposed like, to be training. Yeah, uh, why are we to partying be, right now? Right. But, but the worst trash is the parallels to Bloodsport, man. Bloodsport is the A movie. This is the Z movie. <laughs> um, it just didn't work for me. You know, my wife checked in on me 10 minutes in, and I said, I can tell you the whole story already. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much all I got here for the, the trash. I do have something under treasure that might be a trash, but we'll see how you guys take it. Uh, jumping over to treasure. None of you guys mentioned his brother, A.C. Slater, Mario Lopez, Jerry Curls, paired with the Burt Reynolds mustache. Is that is that they're pulling from everything from the 80s, He's man. got a look, man. Uh, and I know A.C. Slater's 90s, but come on, dude. Is that the look from the 80s we're going with? Like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's late 80s, yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right, man. That That's where we start. When they're in the park, the foot volley. I had no idea that was a thing back in the day. I thought that was a modern sport. If you see the guys playing the foot mm. volley court, it's just, just a note I made, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know they were playing that back then. Anyways, nothing to do with the movie. Um, the 80s montages kick ass. But again, those are predictable. That's what you expect in an 80s movie. So we expect in a good 80s martial arts movie. So those were there, um, and thankfully, um, because it was the part that I could enjoy. It's a good revenge underdog story. It goes with the uh, predictability. Yeah. You know, it's a revenge underdog story. Yeah, it's a good underdog story, but there's nothing to it. Yeah. There, there's there's nothing there. So um, Van Damme's physique. We'll go with Jason on that. Pretty cool. good I treasure. Think Bloodsport's better. Mm, That's debatable. I disagree, man. I don't know. I think we already decided three against one, dude. Yeah, um, and then the characters. I thought Tom Poe was a great character, especially now knowing that he wasn't actually a Thai, you know, native. Yeah. You know, the makeup was done. His rope ponytail, badass. Come on, man. And you see it in silhouette in the yeah. door frame. Yeah. That's rad. Um, and then finally, just Winston Taylor, dude. At the end, silhouette with his big ass gun. Yeah, I like He's it. got a cigar. I liked it, dude. He's here to tear shit That's up. Trash, man. Sorry, there was traffic. I'm sorry I'm late. Here I am to kick ass and save the day. I Wait, thought that was dope. Why, why was he late again? There was a big fight in town. Okay. <laughs> There's traffic. Okay. You know? Uh, anyways, I I don't have a lot for this movie. I wasn't I was excited to be on the podcast. I wasn't excited for the movie. There's not much to be excited for this movie. So uh, that's that's what I got for you guys. All right, mugs, close it out. What's your trash and treasure? It, it sucks to go last because you guys literally hit everything that I'm talking about. I do have. I mean, I'm gonna start with my treasure. Um, I like Winston Taylor's character. Um, other things, but uh, I, I do like the opening like scene that you see Tong Pole hitting. The uh, the concrete wall, whatever, whatever if you want to call it drywall, whatever it was, until though he does his whole hand gesture thing, and I'm like, well now it's trash. <laughs> like so I, I mean, I, I have to put it in there. Um, I do like the. I know you guys said some of the montage are boring. I like the whole backdrop of that Thai temple and all that stuff. I think other than that, I don't know if I really have a lot though. The glass fight, I like the way they shot the end, but yeah, we we kind of went over some of the 
some of the uh, the montages. So I'll get into my trashes now. Again, we're going to talk about the dancing. We're going to talk about how it's predictable, other things. Um, a couple things that you didn't... There was a montage in the middle. Nothing training, nothing fighting. After he has to leave the hospital, there's a montage. The song kept saying, fight for love. Do you guys know what the song I'm talking about? And he's just in a bunch of... He said It again. looks like a bunch of really important places in Thailand. I know nothing about the culture where he's just standing and they're fading in... Not fading in... Uh, um, What's the one that not the transition where you like overlap? Oh, wiping, like, yeah, wiping overlap, and it's just like it's like and in front of these like monuments that they have and all that. It's like the cheesiest shit. But then he's like contemplating, so he wants revenge, and he goes to this place to go. I want to be trained because I want to play. And then like the kids laugh at him. He walks out, and the song comes it right back, back on. on. Yeah, yes. and I'm like, I saw that what too. the fuck, dude? Like, okay. You can't do that. Going back to my yeah. the 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 stolen you know stuff from Bloodsport. That's the scene when he's on top of the city and he's yeah. doing the splits. Yeah. It's the same fucking montage. Yeah. It's the same so, thing. I didn't like that. Um, I, I definitely, Jason. I hate the scene in the uh, the the hospital with the. I, I have no idea like why they even put that in. I put there was the rip off of the blood sport. I, I did not like that these two guys did not look anything alike. Like they they not they did not look like brothers at all. Um, but again, we went over everything. I mean, I'm gonna agree with you guys on some of the things. The one thing I just do not like at all, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get into that, my very, very last one. The fight scene after he's dancing. Did you guys notice that one of the villains, or the guy he's fighting, breaks a glass, and then they cut, and he doesn't. He has the glass no more. It's like completely gone. It's just like, well, why the hell did you have that in there then? I, I missed that. And I'm yeah, wondering if it. this is a Van Damme choreographed scene. It's like, it's like, bro, you can't. If he's going to break the glass, he's got to use the glass on you. He breaks the glass. Go look at it again. And then the glass is gone, and he just kicks him. Continuity here again. So anyways, yeah. there's that. The last thing, though, I, I hate the knife to the dog. I really oh. got sad about that. And I know they, they bring it back at the very, very end. Like, this dog is in this old style <laughs> fighting thing. Like It is what it is, you know. But uh, I, I really hate it when they do that. And it was kind of like teetering. Like, is the dog going to make it? And I was kind of yeah. like more concerned about the dog than, you know. But whatever. But yeah, that's. But again, I, I'm going to basically agree with you guys on a lot of other things. It, it, there's like It's predictable. A lot of unnecessary things, and I, I don't know if they really had good training montages, but I did like the scenic views of it. I guess if I can give it that, but but yeah, that's my trash and treasure. Uh, one thing I want to bring up real quick. So they make it a point to talk about how they got two different parents. One's in Europe, one's in right. America. You know, one learned ballet and languages, and then one guy learned all the the, the American sports, and he he's like he well, like one's finesse, one's brute strength, right? right. And they talk about their styles all throughout. Wouldn't it be cool if this movie was just the parent trap, but martial arts, like instead of, instead of summer camp, right. They meet up at this like world tournament and then like their rivals or whatever. And then at the tournament, they find out that they're brothers and they have to go up against like a common enemy because like the way they, they spend so much time talking about like, Oh, you know, you're in Europe and I was here with dad, you're with mom and both our parents are dead. Like I, I literally watched this and I was like, why don't y'all just do the parent trap? It's literally the parent trap. Yeah. They could have tied it in more seamless than forcing it. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, at, you know, after that, it doesn't even matter. I feel like that whole explanation is made up just to explain why they look different or why he has an accent. Different. Yeah. Right. Why Jean-Claude has an accent. And right. I'm just like, what a refreshing take it would have been to have a totally different spin than, oh, you know, somebody's in the hospital again or somebody yeah. dies in the ring and I got to avenge him. So because this is after Rocky Four. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
We good? Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to our ticket prices. I'm still not even sure what I'm going to put right now. I'm really not. You're not? I I'm think between zero and five. I, I'm pretty sure Jason and I are sure about I, what I know you guys are both going zero. You don't know that. I do know that. Right, I'm well, willing to bet on that. Well, let's find out. All right. So, Jason, how much are you paying to watch Kickboxer? Um, I did struggle with this for about a half a second um, just because, you know, I just keep thinking about Bloodsport. There are, there are some a couple cool things that I'll remember from this movie, but I mean, I I wouldn't I don't ever want to really watch it again. Like Bloodsport, if it's on TV or it pops back on Netflix, like I might put it on in the background if I'm doing something. But this movie, I never want to watch again. So I I think I have to go zero. All right, uh, I'm going zero. Darren, <laughs> <laughs> what a good explanation, Kerwin. Uh, I thought about this and I went back to before I put it on. And I was super excited that I didn't have to rent it. And now I'm even more excited I didn't have to rent it. So I think I'm also going to go with zero. It was free on YouTube, right? Not YouTube, uh, Amazon Prime. It was free on Prime. Yeah. Really? I had to rent it. No. It wasn't free when I watched it. So you, How many you days ago did you zero watch it? And you actually had to rent it? This is bullshit. I, well, I had the Roku stick. Because you guys were talking about Prime. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go in there. I couldn't find it. I had to like pay for it. And then like Roku has their own channel. And it was free on Wait that. a minute. There is two titles, though. One they wanted you to buy. And then there was another one that you went down. And that was the exact same movie. And it was free. The one on Prime really? was it the was, very first one that came up on the search. There was, was one. No, I, I had two kickboxes. It was weird. I was like, which one is it? They both said 1999, and one wanted me to buy. And they were like, no. And they had watch different now. They had and I'm different. Like, I'll watch now. And it was the movie that we're, we're reviewing right now. Yeah. And they had a different review, you know. You're right, though. I think I title. did see two. And a different picture. Like, it's a different photo, too. It's yeah. a different photo. I hate when right. I do that, man. Can I give a movie negative $3.99? <laughs> All right, Mugga, how much are you paying? I mean, if I give it zero, we're putting this movie the same as The Room. But The You're Room's right. better. Is it, though? The Room's... I would rather watch The Room than this. There's more to talk about in The Room, and it's I like, think. I want to give, give this a value because, like, I want to, but I, I will never watch this movie again, though. That's the thing. So if you give it five, it's going to be an average of those three. So it's going to be less than five, right? No, I, I get that. But so, the thing is, I don't even want to give it a five. Okay, so I, can I have I ask, to go zero. Can I ask, okay, yeah. I know you're going to give it a zero, but can I ask yeah. you a question? If this movie's in the bargain bin at Best Buy, would you pay $5 for it? No. If, if, you, it was if I saw this for 99 cents to have for background noise, I would buy it for a dollar. But I can't, $2 maybe, but the fact that you want me to pay $5 to watch this, because I never want to watch it again. If you're like, hey, put on a kung fu martial arts movie, I have so many more. Even Steven Seagal movies, I'll pick over this. Like even Van Damme movies, Bloodsport, I love, you know, in a sense. And I gave that a low 10, I think it was. Like this, I'll never I, watch this again. I feel like before watching it today, there was something in my past that Kickboxer was a badass movie. And maybe it was because it was out with Bloodsport. It was out with. They had best a violent the scene. They had a violent scene. Oh, best of the best. We got to review that. It was one. out, you know, around Roadhouse and all these great movies. So I think we kind of lumped it in our memories with all of that. Mm. So I think if I saw this a week ago in the bargain bin, I would have been like, oh shit, I'd buy Kickboxer. But then I would have been like super <laughs> disappointed. Like shit, I just spent three ninety nine. <laughs> Sorry, Carlos. That's how I feel disappointed. <laughs> so I, I, I got to go to zero. Yeah. Right, so what's uh, what's the score here? I carry the, the carry the two. You're gonna get carry this the zero. Negative three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, it's zero. 
So, oh, so Darren gave it a zero. We yeah. all gave it a zero. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to ask this question. Will you guys ever watch this again? No. Nope. Fuck no. Yeah. Uh, never. Uh, not even by accident. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> if it's on, I'm like, bling, turn it off. <laughs> right. I feel like he'd have it on, right? All right, but would you watch it if Tom Cruise was in it? Ooh. That's the other thing. So if Tom Cruise was in this movie, who would he be? I'm going last, right? He would have been brother. Yeah, he has to be the mustache. brother. I would say the brother. Yeah, brother. I'd say the brother. Yeah. Winston Taylor, too. He could have been Winston Taylor. Uh, yeah, he could have. Yeah. Something different, you know? Or if you really just somehow put his story, he could have been the trainer. Oh, eh. that would be interesting. If too. you have it, like, why are you here? What are you doing? He could have been that. But I would go brother if I had to pick. Hmm. Okay. I'd say brother. Fair enough. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> All right. So anybody uh, got anything else they want to say? I just, so we are giving kickboxer the same rating as The Room. But The Room is better. I watched The Room more times than this. I, I would rather watch The Room three times in a row than this movie yeah. ever again. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I couldn't give it a five. I like the montages, but it's not worth a five. This man. movie sucks ass. Yeah. This, this movie fucking sucks. Like, it's awful. This movie is fucking trash. <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think about the movie, Kerwin? This movie fucking sucks. We're, we're out. We're, we're done. We're never done. surrender. Yeah, never surrender. <laughs> I'm surrendering. This movie yeah. sucks. Thanks for listening to this episode of $20 Ticket. Follow us on Instagram at $20Ticket and leave your ticket price about the movies we've reviewed. If you have any comments or suggestions, send them to $20Ticket at gmail.com. That's 2-0, the numbers, $20Ticket at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and thank you for listening. Jason, you're up first. Let's get into our experience. Tell us about yours. Experience or treasure, treasure. Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> We're going today. It's been, it's been a long time. Sorry, that's my bad. I screwed everyone. It's been like three Great. months. It's been like three months, y'all. All right, moving on to our experience. <sighs> third, third time's a charm, Kirk. I'm going to try my best, guys. I'm going to try my best.